Listener Production. Howdy, you are listening to episode 101 of the Howie Games Martin Potter, The Impact of Corona. As per usual, Martin's full story is told in parts A and B of the show. Good news, because just quickly, a few developments in the world of sport at the moment. Formula One is set to fire up season 2020 in Austria this weekend. I'll be watching Go Danny Rick and Test Cricket. Yes! is set to resume on July the 8th, where England hosts the West Indies. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing, a little bit of positivity. On the subject of being positive, the man known as Potts is taking a very positive approach to his life amidst the COVID epidemic. Before we get into your story, isolation and these strange times of the coronavirus, how has it affected you? Um, I, I think the major thing that for me uh, it's affected is obviously work. Um, the other side of things, you know, the time at home, the time with the family, um, the first Easter at home for 15 years, um, those kind of little things for me were sort of almost like a cherry on the top. You know, I mean, I, I never get to spend time at home. I'm on the road constantly, uh, roughly six to eight months away from home each year. So, this, this last few months at home for me have been gold. I've got a lot of stuff done around the house that I've always been promising my wife to do. I've got to spend a lot of time with my kids reconnecting. They're all teenagers now, so they don't want to know about mum and dad anymore. But, um, <laughs> you know, so there has been a, a, mas- a massive impact as far as work goes. But as far as personally, um, it, it's kind of been a good time for me to just be home and, you know, just basically dummy down everything, simplify life, you know, we you know, we're, we're living cheaply, we're eating good food, we're training, I'm, I'm sneaking out the back for a couple of little surfs here and there. Um, the only thing I'm missing is work and, and my golf game. I love the fact that you take a positive spin because there, there's positives to come out of it. Like uh, like you, I spend a lot of time on the road, so not going to airports and spending time on aeroplanes is fantastic. <laughs> Have you had a chance to, to reflect at all, just having some more time to yourself and with your family? Absolutely. Um, you know, I've always questioned, you know, that, that time away from the kids, you know, you can't get that back. You know, you, you, when you miss out on parts of their life, that's gone, you know. So what I'm doing during those periods of time really got to be worth it. You know, if I'm sacrificing something that important, then it's got to be worth it. And I think that for me what has really uh, made a massive impact is that what I'm actually missing and is it actually worth it. And, and that's the kind of sort of thing I'm, I'm really fighting over at the moment is, you know, when it all changes, do I go back to the normal job? Do I go back to that six months a year away from the family? I don't know whether that's going to happen. Um, you know, it's given me that time to sit at home and, 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 you know, really enjoy, you know, being around and doing stuff like I said, you know, just simple, basic things in life. And um, I don't know whether going back on tour is going to be, you know, as good as what it was. Um, there's a lot of thoughts going to have to go into it, um, obviously, it's going to be a long time before that actually changes and we actually get back to being able to do what we were doing. Um, international borders are going to have to open. You know, there's going to be a lot of logistics that have to come together for us to get back on tour. So in the meantime, I'm loving what I'm doing. Um, I know it's a tough time for a lot of people and a lot of people are struggling, but f- for me, I'm trying to look at it as a positive and it's actually giving me that time to sit back down on my butt and rethink the rest of my life. You know, there's that end game, that... Uh, end, ending strategy that I haven't really thought about because I've been so busy on tour. Um, that's actually come up to the forefront now as well. So there's a lot of things that have come up that we sit down and discuss and work it out and, and, and see where we're going. But it is definitely interesting times. 
We will talk in the main body of the show about life on tour and how much fun it can be, but how grinding it can be as well, both competing and working. Yeah. Are you a man that has been reading the newspapers? Are you watching the news? Because people seem to sit in two different areas. They want as much information as they can get, which can be slightly overwhelming at some stage. Or are you someone that's just taking bits and pieces and just trying to look after your own mental health and the mental health of your family? Mate, that's absolutely right. I mean, when it when it initially started, I wanted to know everything that was going on because it was massively affecting my lifestyle, my job, my income, um, which then directly affects my family. So I wanted to know everything about it, you know, uh, you know how deadly it was, how fast it travelled, you know, all this kind of stuff. But now it's got, I've gotten to a point where, my teenagers keep me more in touch with that than anything. <laughs> um, you know, Jack and Bella look after the news side of things for me because they get it on their phones and they're sort of up with all that. Um, and I've since let it go. I mean, it, it's out of my control and that's something that I guess it's hard to do is to just let go and, and, and let the, you know, let the cards fall where they fall, so to speak. Um, you know, we just got to suck it and see and, and hope that it, we all come out the other end um, ready to, to get back to what is normal. It's funny with the WSL because it's such a particular sport in that there's, you know, a 30-minute event, so to speak, every heat, and there's probably three minutes of action. So I think in some ways we just get used to having those that, those that watch it, having you in the background because you sort of come in and out and, and you hear your, your pitch rise when there's a wave. So we're used to having your voice. So I miss watching <laughs> it and I miss yeah. hearing you guys. Do you miss the commentary side of things and the sport? Absolutely. Um, it, it's it's all I've done my, my entire life. I've had one job and that's been a, well, professional surfer, then moving on to coaching, which I did a fair bit of before I moved into the commentary. So in one way or another, surfing's been a massive part of my life. Um, from the minute I rode that first wave at 10 years old to, to now 50, almost 55, I, I still jump up every morning and check the wind and what's the waves like and it's it's one of those things that never go away so I miss it greatly I mean it's something I've you know really dedicated most of my life to um you know like I said from professional surfing to commentary um you know you're out on the road you're you're giving it everything you've got you come home at the end of the day absolutely buggered but there's those days those special days where you see something crazy that Kelly does or, or Medina does or and you come back and you go oh my god how good was that you know and there's those moments there that I miss. I don't miss the time away, but I actually miss what I do. I love what I do, and that's why I do it. Is there any? Do you have any further understanding than me on the street about the potential return of the WSL tour? Obviously, you know there's football codes in in our country now that are progressing, but the WSL is truly global. Yeah, where you have to cross borders, etc. Where do you see it? if at all, in 2020? Um, I think we'd be lucky to see heats in 2020. Um, wow. I think, you know, from what, I, from what I've heard and what I've spoken to a few people, and to be honest with you, I know pretty much as anyone else does. I, yep. You know, what's the little updates from the WSL from uh, Eric Logan, and, you know, he's pretty much on it. So, you know, they obviously doing their best to try and get back as soon as they can, but understanding and identifying that it is a global, truly a global sport, uh, it's going to, the logistics for our sport is going to be a lot harder. Uh, it's going to take a lot more time. You know, certain countries might open borders quicker than others. Uh, Europe's, you know, coming up on the, the latter part of the tours. That got absolutely slammed with the, the coronavirus. So how quick is that going to recover? So there's all these questions that, you know, obviously we want answers to, but, 
you know, I think I know about it as much as anyone. And I honestly believe it's going to be tough to get uh, a heat around this year. I think it's going to be tough to get uh, an event going um, just, just due to the fact of how um, we are a truly global sport. It's really interesting with sport at this time, Potts, and you work in the content business as I do. It'd be interesting to see whether the sport, if that's the case, which I think I'd probably agree with you, whether there's other forms of content come out. I was thinking about this the other day where it can be, I don't know, you get when you when all the countries can surf again, whether you, you know, the top... 32 send in their best six waves over a one-week period and gets judged. I don't know, but I think there'll be thirst for that type of content there. And you might be able to commentate some of that stuff in post-production. Like, yeah. Who knows? But you know what I mean? That yeah. The thirst for the content will be there. You know what? They've actually um, they've, they've actually started doing that already. Um, right. We've already done one with Griffin Colapinto and Jack Robinson. Um, cool. Joe was in Hawaii. I was uh, here at home. And basically they, we sat down and watched two waves from each of them, put scores to it. We didn't actually judge it. They had a panel judging it, and and then we kind of critiqued it, rewinded it, you know, checked it out, and uh, Griffin Colapinto came out on top. So they're starting to do stuff like that. Yeah, um, cool. I think too. Uh, I, I watched uh, AFL. They're going to do rewinds of the great games, and then just have new commentary over it, new eyes. Yep. Um, I'd love to see that with surfing as well. You know, pick controversial heats or controversial events where you know people thought it was a 50-50, go back and watch it again and watch it with fresh eyes and, and, and see how it all turns out. So there is options. I mean, there's stuff that we can do um, and it's just a matter of getting it done, um, you know, but the, the, the whole two-wave thing I think is really good because then you move through the next round and then you, who do you come up against? Guys are out there surfing their guts out to give it their best shot. So it's not a heat structure, which I like. Um, it's a little looser, uh, a little bit more free so they can do whatever they want. Uh, as long as they land it, it's going to get a score. And you might be able to commentate from home, which I'm sure <laughs> would be appealing. Hey, just before we move on, away from this side of things, um, what have you been watching in isolation? Um, I did a full binge watch on Blacklist. Um, Blacklist? Yeah. I uh, went back to – I watched a little bit of it and then I went back to season one and started again and fell in love with it. Um, I think there's like six or seven seasons of it and so – that's kind of be my go-to, uh, my go-to thing. But watching a lot of Tiger replays as well. There's been a lot of uh, on Fox Sport. There's been a lot of um, you know Tiger moments, all, all his uh, all his wins and stuff like that. So I love going back and watching all that stuff again. And I mean, I'm a I'm a crazy golfer. I love my golf game as almost as much as surfing at the point at this point in life. But uh, it's just good to go back and watch all that stuff. I don't know if you've been reading anything. It's funny you say, Tiger, I just finished it last night. I've been, I read an unauthorised biography of him, which was the William Hill Sport Book of the Year a couple of years ago. It's a fascinating wow. book, um, but you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's not done with Tiger's consent and Tiger isn't quoted per se in it. But are you reading anything? Are you a reader or not? All that time on planes yeah, and stuff? Yeah, no, unfortunately. I mean, I, I sort of used to read a fair bit when I was younger, but... Um no, I'm kind of more of a movie guy, documentary guy. I try and find something that's interesting. Um, I like controversial stuff. I like, um, um, you know, just that whole, um, I don't know, just things that make you think twice about life, you know. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of that out there, um, conspiracy theories. I mean, it's I, I don't have a side one way or the other, but I love getting deeper into stuff like that and, and, and just, you know, seeing whether we're getting the wool pulled over our eyes or not. 
an area not of my expertise, so um, <laughs> I probably won't have heard of what you're going to answer this, but what are you listening to? Yeah, when what you listen this? to some Mate, tunes, I, what are you into? I haven't gotten out of the 80s, to be honest with right. you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I will know then because that's sort of my area uh, too. In excess, um, I love the old Jimmy Barnes, um, you know, Cold Chisel and I love the good Australian bands. Uh, I like watch, I listen to, you know, a bit of Bob Marley in the mornings, you know, just get the things running nice and smoothly early in the morning and, uh, and then when we're working out, uh, just a little bit of sort of almost techno music, I think is really good for workout because you kind of get that beat going and it's almost like you're at a bit of a dance party. So, um, but yeah, I, my wife always says, you know, you can't listen to your music again. It's, you've been listening since the 80s, you know, so I haven't gotten away from it. I still don't think there's anything better than that. You know, you look at all the, the good bands we used to have, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, you know, they don't do that anymore. You know, you've got these single artist guys and, you know, those classic legendary bands, uh, you know, ACDC and, and NXS and all that stuff just don't happen anymore. Alrighty, now to Martin's story on part A and B. See you there, superstars. Listener.